Hey everyone, I'm doing something a little bit different today, something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but we're gonna try it. So um, I actually just finished up an interview um, and thought maybe I could recap a little bit or of like kind of highlight some of the takeaways from my interview because I feel like as soon as an interview ends, I always like jump into talking to the production team or Mark or whoever about what it is that we just recorded and um, just kind of some of my favorite parts. But um, I wanted to kind of highlight here and maybe share a little bit of what I took away from the episode. So um, I got to talk to Guillaume from um, Carasauce. Um, he actually grew up in France, um, but lives in New York now. Um, and so it was really fun to talk about his family and his daughter um, and just kind of those special relationships. I always think when I interview and I get to talk to people about their families, you really see like a different side of them and you see um, them light up, you'll see smiles and all of that stuff. So I really love to get um, close with people and kind of talk about more than just the business side of things. But one of my main takeaways from this interview was Guillaume talking about having a team and how you go from um, your, your career or whatever it is that you're working on being so much about you. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, your career path can change and you might be, um, actually going into, um, a, a role where you have team working under you. And in order for that to be successful and in order for that to work, um, you have to change your mentality to more of a team mentality. So as he said, you know, when everyone is doing well and succeeding, obviously he does better. And so you're more managing, other people's goals, uh, managing other people's tasks a little more. And that transition can be really hard. And I was just thinking personally, you know, how I would handle something like that and how um, that actually could be challenging to switch to that mindset. And I do think it's something that um, as you move on in your career, you might go from being a stylist to a salon owner um, or an esthetician working in a spa to now having your own. Um, and I really like the idea of really just kind of going down a rabbit hole a little bit on what that would look like and what that would take. So I feel like I want to do a whole episode um, just on that. So I already am racking my brain on who I can talk to more a little bit maybe about just that change. Um, but this was a super fun episode. Um, I didn't get to meet him while we were in New York. So getting able to have this time um, to talk to somebody who's been in the industry for so long and has done different things, um, I think that was really special. So I loved this interview. Um, you know, again, taking something away from every person um, that I meet and that I come across. Um, and that was that was kind of my take. So I hope you love this interview um, as much as I did. And um, I hope that you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Beauty School Bobby. Today I am here via Zoom uh, with somebody that I'm so excited to, for you to meet. So we're actually gonna jump into this introduction. You can obviously see we have Kerastos behind you. We know what product you're with, so perfect background. So thank you so much for being here, Guillaume. I'm so excited to talk to you. Hi, well, thank you very much. Hi, Bobby. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Super excited to be with you guys today. So I want to talk to you first to kind of rewind to go back a little bit. So what was your first exposure to the beauty industry? What did that look like for you when you first were exposed to this crazy world? Uh, interesting. So uh, I'll tell you uh, a little bit maybe about my uh, my background. Um, so uh, I'm originally from France. Uh, my dad's from France. My mom's from Colombia. So I was born and raised in France. And obviously, uh, in being in France, uh, a brand like uh, Kerastase, uh, has a is, is really well known. So I grew uh, next to it in a, in my household. You know, my mom was using. We're not allowed to use it, uh, <laughs> but it was in their bathrooms. Um, and then, um, interestingly enough, uh, when I was at university, 
um, I was studying uh, uh, marketing and communication. And we had, uh, it, it was a draw where you go pick out the theme. And that was the theme of uh, the assignment that you will have for the next four months. And it was a marketing assignment across the industry. Uh, so it could be anything from uh, tennis rackets to uh, closing. And when we picked, uh, my friend and I, we were uh, drawn with uh, hair dye products. And, and so that that was, you know, at the time I still at school and okay, over the next three months, I have to become an expert around uh, hair dye products. Uh, and uh, what, what's, uh, so we, uh, we start researching it. We start interviewing people. We actually met people from L'Oreal at the time. And, and then we had this great idea because it was over three months that each time that we're gonna go in front of the audience because there are like 300 people at school, wouldn't it be funny if we do it with a, with a different uh, hair color? And uh, so at the time, no idea about hair color. I say, oh, that can be fun. You know, I like to stand out a little bit. So I say, okay, let's do that. So we do the thing. And uh, on, the, on the day of the first, um, it was over four months. So on the day of the first uh, regroup, I had spent, I think, and, and you know, I have dark hair, so I have dark base. I had, uh, I had spent probably like five or six hours because granted at the time, there's no additive, there's no, uh, it's not, a, we're talking 2001 and I show up and I remember, and then I see my pal, he didn't do it. He chickened out of it. I'll take a picture. <laughs> like, look. Oh my god! <laughs> so I do that, and then the follow, and and so uh, after I dyed my hair silver. But at the time, uh, you know, in order to maintain it, there's no like blonde absolute. There's no like fancy. It was like really try to go into the pharmacy, get purple shampoo for you know like older demographics and, and try to maintain the color and then i uh for the last one i dyed my hair blue uh <laughs> and after i shaved my head because between the regrowth <laughs> and all the things was looking like not good so anyway so that was my first uh really interaction with the 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 both the salon the 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 the, 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 the hair coloring product and everything um and then i did an internship at l'oreal uh, who was on my campus recruiting. And, uh, and that's how I, uh, in 2004, that's how I started working over there. And I, I was exposed to product development. I was exposed to uh, marketing and, and I enjoyed it. And I said, well, that's something um, I could do. Uh, I didn't get a job originally with them uh, um, back in 2004. I worked in uh, consulting. I worked uh, for other companies. Uh, but uh, then when I came to the U.S., uh, me and my girlfriend, who's uh, my wife, the mother of, uh, of my, my little daughter, Phoenix, um, we arrived here and said, you know, we'll come to the U.S. We'll, we'll try to speak English a little bit more. Uh, and, um, and we stayed. And that's, you know, uh, looking for a job. I found a job for a men's uh, a grooming company and I was marketing director there. So again, in beauty. And after that, L'Oreal came and uh, and reached out to me at the time on LinkedIn, and uh, and I joined uh, now over 12 years ago, always in PPD, and it was a fun loop because uh, I first started working with Matrix, and then I was the head of uh, hair color for uh, Redken at uh, uh, for a couple of years, and now I've been with Castas and Shuemoa for the the past six years and a half. So I know it was a little bit long, but I give you a little bit of background. No, that's and, good. <laughs> you know, and, and then you 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 got to see. Uh, so you know, I don't have that much hair, but uh, the next step maybe is to do something around the beard. 
Well, I want to ask you when you were, when you had that project and you just happened to draw like beauty industry hair dye, was there something in that time that you, I mean, are you able to remember and kind of like look back to be like, oh, this is actually like, was there a light bulb that went off in that moment? Or was it after you kind of came into the business a little bit that you really got hooked? I mean, there had to have been something that you were at least like interested in um during that time you know with the marketing of this what what was that yeah, like the, the marketing piece came a bit after um i, I always enjoyed being uh, uh going to the salon you know uh, at, at the time uh, i always like like to do things a little bit differently so again now it's not the best uh, um uh canvas for it but at the time so i had much more hair it was curly and I remember even that one day I showed up to my uh, my salon and I said, hey, like, I would like to uh, relax my hair. Uh, and uh, so I, and then I, I was and the funny thing is at the time in Paris, my salon was not like a, like a trendy, fancy salon. You know, they, they had been doing my hair since I was like 12, 13, 14. And so the, the, so like I had this great relationship with a. Uh, uh this hairdresser this lady who owned the salon because i always come up with something and she didn't get to do so much of that you know i asked for hey let's uh do an undercut or like do this let's do them all and she was like are you sure you're the only person asking for all of that in, in the whole neighborhood uh but anyway so i i always enjoyed it and and, and i and i think it's uh i i think it's such a, a great way to express your own um individuality and there's so much that you can do uh, so and then of course on the marketing side of it it's um being able to work in a company like l'oreal it's great because there's so much respect for the industry so much respect for the craft and and also you know i think it's one of the best possible schools of uh, of marketing as well um and uh, starting all the way down from an intern now to be a general manager so you really get to see the evolution and uh, and that's why i appreciate it yeah, one of the things that I really loved when I got to visit this summer was that it just seemed like everyone that we met had been with the company for a while, but in a lot of different roles. So I actually really liked the way that L'Oreal wanted to keep you, yeah. but grow you in different ways. I was super interested in, and everyone that we talked to figure, I had two questions for everybody when I was there. I asked how they got to work. Cause I was really excited about how everybody got there from where they were. <laughs> and I was like, excited. Physically? physically? Yes. Uh, I was like, did you walk? Did you ride a bike? Did you get on the subway? What, like, what, what do you, what do you think I do? What do you think I do? What, what do, do I, I think like you to, uh, do? How do I get to work? I want to believe that you like drop. Did you say sun Phoenix? Uh, my, my daughter, Phoenix. Daughter. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to imagine that you guys like have this cute little routine that you like get ready in the morning, like grab yeah. a bagel, drop off at school, and then you like ride a bike. That's my dream for you. Right, but so it's not too far off. So you're not too far <laughs> off. So here's the deal. She doesn't go to school yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, but she'll start next uh, next year. So I oh. actually, I, I'm with her in the morning. Um, and... Uh, because we, so I live downtown in Tribeca. I don't know how you, how much yeah. you're familiar with New York. So my, yeah. my commute's not too bad, and um, and usually I spend the morning with her, have breakfast with her. Because oftentimes at night, if I finish late, I don't get to see her as much. Or the morning is really when I try to do that, and then when the nanny comes is when I leave. So everybody and I, I'm very mindful about work-life balance and family. So my team knows that I don't take any meetings uh, before nine thirty. And, uh, and the reason why is I leave my house when the nanny comes in at nine and, and then, you know, and I don't want to sacrifice the time that I have with my daughter in the morning. Um, and, uh, I actually do ride a bike uh, to, uh, to the <laughs> office. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> right now, like the winter monsters, you know, I uh, I like I'll switch for the subway. But in New York, what's great is you have all those views around the West Side Highway, and it's uh, and 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 I'm lucky that I get to do that because you know with my commute is then anywhere from. Uh, uh, 20, 25 minutes uh, door to door. And even if I take the subway, it takes me a half an hour, but uh, it's, uh, yeah. It, and and the one thing though, where uh, you have it wrong is uh, no bagels for me is croissants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I love it. I think it was just so fun. Like I said, just like hearing this lifestyle, like when we were there, like being from Tennessee and I grew up in a super small town. So like I just loved being able to like pretend like the whole week we were there, like when we leave the hotel and go to it was amazing. Like I love that so much. The Beauty School Bobby podcast is brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty, the leader in cosmetology education since 1930. As one of the first nationally accredited cosmetology schools in the nation, TSB has been recognized by Modern Salon as one of the top 10 beauty schools in America and voted the top cosmetology school in East Tennessee for 28 consecutive years. Offering programs in cosmetology, aesthetics, medical aesthetics, and makeup through MUD as MUD's first standalone satellite location in the United States. So come see me to start your career in the beauty industry at Tennessee School of Beauty today. Well, I love that you mentioned um, the work-life balance. I think that that's so important. And I think this example that we're setting for our children, um, I think that it's so important. And I'm really excited to see the way I have two, um, and so five and nine. And I just love the way that they are watching all of this happen and the way that they're seeing that we're making that time for them and that we do have those conversations a lot. Do you talk to your daughter about work or about what you do? Uh, she, she, uh, I think she figures it out that I have, I'm doing something around hair because they all come back home with like hair clips or stuff. And, 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 uh, my wife actually, she's a, a, a true, 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 uh, beauty junkie. She has a, you know, her only, she creates content and she has, oh, cool. so she, she, uh, she has amazing hair. And so she does a lot as well. So she, she thinks probably more than her mom does stuff around in hair, but yeah. I'm the one bring home. <laughs> Some of the goodies, uh, no, but she's still young, and, and it's funny how uh, uh, she has uh, her little routine. The other day, her godfather gave her a little bag, which was like some beauty accessories in it. So over the weekend, we go and I take her to the with her with her scooter. I take her to the um, the park, and then suddenly she stops, and she opens her bag and she says, "I have to redo my hair." And so she redoes her hair <gasps> on. Uh, on on the on the thing and then so I said like the only kid so yeah I think she uh she's definitely and she's funny she has um she uh she has a oh I can she has the, like those little curls you know oh so my a, gosh so, she's gorgeous oh her <laughs> curls exactly I believe it or not I used to be blonde until I was ten years old. And then again, when you were in college for the project, exactly. so that's right. you just went right back to your that roots. That was a more painful experience because, you know, again, uh, dark base, uh, that's uh, my, my scalp at the time. You know, yeah. I, I, at the time, you know, I could have told like, okay, maybe we need, we do need uh, something for people who want to go through that process because you know what, what's interesting and, and I'm jumping from, from many years later in, uh, in my career, but uh, when, uh, when blonding and, uh, you know the the the, the cool uh, shades. Uh, you know everybody wanted to be uh, platinum, titanium, uh, um, but you don't know the upkeep that is going to take. You know, and, and oftentimes it's uh, 
it's a, it's a significant investment, first of all, to begin with, if you're going to start and if you're going to have a double process and, and then, and then you've spent all that money and, and now you need a, you know, like, and if that's why like the products are so important for, for, for you to, to use it and to, 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 uh, to keep your investment. And, 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 and I think that's also very much uh, the role of the, of the future stylists of tomorrow, of the stylists today in the salon to continue to educate. And I think that's also one of the things I enjoy very much about the professional brands uh, and about the industry is this idea and this passion for everyone to always want to learn more, always want to educate. You know, when you work in marketing or when you work in, in finance, it's rare that you see people uh, you know, uh, 10, 15 years into their career, always want to learn more, always, you know, you, you become better at what you do, but, and, and that's what I love. And, and I was, I, and I, I genuinely, you know, um, I think even more so in the US, appreciate even more is this idea that of constant education, of constant, and, and, and it's not just uh, the education, is the idea to passing it on. You know, I can tell you that there's some big salons that uh, we're lucky that we get to work with some of the finest salons in the U.S. And, and there's some big salons today. You know, imagine when you have a multi-location um, salon, you can end up having uh, anywhere from uh, 50, 60. We have, uh, we have uh, partners who have over 100 employees. And I remember speaking with, with one of them, and I won't name the salon or, or the person, but who told me... Uh, I came back, I, I came in the US uh, uh, from abroad, uh, uh, hardly uh, spoke English. I just want to do hair. I never went to the business to have eight salons and 120 people working for me. And today, most of my time is actually on the business side. But what I'm most passionate about now is still educating because I'm convinced that today, within my locations, within people who work with me, hopefully there's the next person and, you know, whether you want to do your craft just for yourself or then you want to become a business person and that you can only do uh, by having the right mentors. And, and that's also how uh, and by having the right teachings. And, and I think that that's amazing. So, you know, in a way, also you contribute to that with uh, with your uh, your podcast and your channel and passing on. And, you know, I, I hope that somehow through the, um, uh, the many conversations and the people that you get to interview, each and every one of your audience can maybe take something and whether it's going to interest them or research it. Uh, and, and I think that's that's the beauty of it. So thank you very much for, for participating to that as well. Oh, thank you. I think that's the thing I love too. There's not a lot of industries. I'll listen to other podcasts, um, like how I built this and listen to like Apple, Google, like whatever, all the, you know, all the entrepreneur stuff. And I love that. But I think what's so different about our industry and what we get to be a part of, and I, I, I've thought about this often, like whether it's a time that we're living in that like we have all of these greats, right? Like we have like the Sambias, we have the like all of these people that are like hair legends and are like, okay, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this but I want to give you everything. And there's so many people Absolutely. that want to just give that. And I think in other industries, I think it's almost like, well, we have this idea. This is what makes us successful. We're going to keep it. And we want to hold that tight because this is what got us to the top. They don't want to share as much, but I do think that that is, at least right now in the industry, I think that I've seen such a change of like, it used to be, I think I that agree. salons were a little, like kind of kept things a little closer to them, but now it's just the sharing. And I think it's, it's really going to change the next generation of Silas and just the way that the industry is because of that. I agree. And, and you know, I, I think it just goes back to what does it mean to, uh, to be in the industry, to be a hairdresser. And, and I think you have to be a 
generous. You have to be a, a, a people person. And, and I've seen it so many times, you know, when back in the days when uh, we were working on photo shoots and I remember we had brought this young up and coming artist from the UK, uh, first time ever coming to New York. And, and then, then I remember like a couple of years later, like doing all the royal celebrity hair. And But the one thing he would still do, and, we, and he had become like super famous, but he would still go and teach. And in this case, uh, uh, you know, if you work like uh, with a brand like Matrix, for instance, you, you uh, we, we, he was committed to go and teaching in Asia, in Eastern Europe. And, and when he was doing that, he was traveling for many days. And believe me, he was not making anything compared to what he was, could be doing in like his uh, celebrity clientele. But just this idea of, of passing that on. And, and he said, if I hadn't had that myself, a mentor, somebody who taught me. And I, I think that's what's great about the industry is no matter how big people get, how big their following you are, exactly like with the, the Sams of the world or you know, in, in, in many others, there's this willingness to, to pass that on. And I think today it's even more accessible to anyone because of, uh, of the technology, because of uh, uh, the content. And, and you can learn, by the way, you can learn as much from a superstar on the podcast than you can learn from somebody on a, on a TikTok. You know, like yeah. uh, hair hacks and, and mm -hmm. things like changing uh, my day to day by uh, something that, that I learned. And, you know, there's so much content that's out there that, uh, that it's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Well, I have a question for you, and this might be like putting you on the spot a little bit, but you've had a lot of different roles, like I said, with L'Oreal. L'Oreal's great about kind of keeping people in the uh -huh. company, but in different forms. When you are looking back at like this point in the in your career, um, yeah. what position have you held that has just like made you the happiest that you know, like, this is what feeds me. This is what I've loved doing. Where do you think it, it might even be where you are right now? But what yeah. is the position that you've just like loved? So thanks very much. I think it's a great question. Um, each role is a bit different. Um, what I'll tell you is uh, in the past, uh, some of the roles that I've had, I think I've always been very fulfilled with them. And, and, and when I was doing product development, I enjoyed that because it's, you know, the creativity, you get to launch photo shoots, you get to, you, you get to, to, to meet a, a lot of people, participate, create. So I do believe I have that side of me uh, that likes to be, uh, I would define myself more as a, even though I'm on the business side, you know, I'm, I'm not your like typical, like suit. I have this uh, creativity desire, the, 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 Sometimes, you know, when I, when I travel actually and, and have my business card for L'Oreal, people, the first question is they actually think I'm a hairdresser more right. than I'm a, <laughs> uh, but, but, but the role that I like, I, the one that I'm on, I, I really enjoy and I'll tell you why, because at this point in time in your career, um, you have to give away a lot of the control. In the past, when you grow, it's all about you doing well. If you do well, you're going to go. Now, you know, I have a team of uh, 80 people. The only way the brand can do well, I can do well, is if everybody does well. So I have my own responsibility right now in making sure that everybody can function the, the, uh, the, 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 what, in the way that's best. I, uh, we also have to constantly adapt. Huh? I think that the new generation coming into the workforce is also very different. The way we work today uh, with, uh, with the, the online, offline, and, and I enjoy that because, you know, it always keeps you on your toe. It's not, oh, you arrive and now I'm a general manager and I'm set. I'm going to do that for the next 10 years. It's, you always have to, uh, uh, to challenge yourself 
uh, about understanding, first of all, your audience and your teams, because uh, without them, there's nothing you can do. And, and getting to develop uh, the people and seeing them grow, I think that's very rewarding. And, and for me, that's the main difference versus in the past, you control much more your own um, trajectory because at the end of the day, if you work hard, if you're committed and if you get things and if you have, you, you'll progress. And, and But now comes a point in time that, and, and I guess it's a bit the same for, uh, you know, a salon owner or somebody who, who manages a team. At the end of the day, you know, if uh, you can only have so much client on your own and if it's your salon, if it's your company, then you need to make sure that everybody strives, everybody stays with you, everybody wants to work with you, everybody wants to go the extra mile. and. And uh, so I, I would say that that's the piece that I enjoy. So a little bit of this and that, and uh, and then always um, always knowing what makes you happy, and then finding ways to get to do that. You know. Yeah. Was that hard for you to learn how to give up that control? It's super interesting that you said that that's kind of a difference, but you're right. I think for a long time, I mean, I think especially like with beauty school students and, and then going into a stylist and building your clientele, it is so much about you. You're promoting yourself. You're working for these numbers that only you can control. Only you are in charge of how much money you're bringing into the salon and all that stuff. How do you switch that to then say, wait, it's not about me now. It's about this team. Did you have to like, did you have to consciously do that? Or is it something that kind of just happened and they moved you into that role when you were ready for that? No, because I, I think that the, the reality is uh, you, you, you never, um, you can go from one role to another, but then when, when you scale, there's nothing that prepares you from, okay, having a team of, uh, it's okay when you go from, I have a team of five and I have a team of 10. It's kind of the same. And then obviously, uh, but the reality is then, you know, the human relationship and the management is actually what then what takes most of your time. But then when you go and you scale that even to the next levels, and I have a team of 80. So if you have a team of two and thinking, oh, I can help them because I used to do that job and I can. The reality is like you cannot do everybody's job and you can. And and also it's the they're the expert. I think it's really trust and making sure that you can add value by giving feedback or by giving a, a, your own two cents. But at the end of the day. Each and every single person uh, should be empowered to be the expert and uh, for the field that, that, that they're on. I'll give you an example. Um, one of the persons I, I work very closely in my team uh, happens to be a hairdresser. Uh, just, you know, through ways of life, uh, we've worked together now for almost uh, uh, 13, 14 years in, in different capacity. When I was first uh, a marketing director, that uh, uh, she was an intern. And, and, you know, I even asked her, like, like, because for me, it was new to come to a company and there's hairdressers. I say, well, what do you do? What? And then I understand that actually, even as a marketer, I am so much better working and, and getting the buy-in also from the, uh, from the hairdressers, from the educators of the world. And to the point that uh, when I was after head of marketing, I had my team, they'll come with ideas. And my first thing is like, you shouldn't show that to me. Have you showed, showed it to so-and-so? What do the hairdresser think? And sometimes they all oh, we haven't shown itself. So, so you work for a hair company in the professional division. You have a new concept. You have an idea. You haven't even discussed that with any hairdresser or any hairstylist. I don't even want to talk about it. Like mm -hmm. until you go and speak to them, then only you bring it to me. Uh, but but no, but so again, it's uh, the, the, the ability to delegate, the ability to trust and, and knowing that uh, 
and I'm a big believer that through, uh, you know, the, the collective intelligence and everybody bringing to the table is always going to be uh, better than the top-down approach. So of course, you have to learn. Sometimes it's not easy. And, and uh, I would be lying to you if I told you uh, uh, you're born with it and you're the management today. But and that's what, what's, uh, what's uh, enjoyable about it because it's a big piece of the, of, uh, of the job now. Now it's mostly managing people. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so cool. I hadn't really thought about that or talked to anybody about that difference that comes along with like maturity in the career and maturity in the, in the company. I think that that's something that's so special. Okay. One more question. Um, what advice do you have for somebody that's thinking about coming into the beauty industry, maybe in a capacity similar to yours, there might be somebody that's listening, that's working on a project in college right now that is just now like getting their feet wet into this, but what advice do you have? I would say, um, you know, we talked about passion earlier. So always uh, remember what drives you, what was on day one when you came in. And, you know, no matter how far you go, what, what was the one reason why, why you got there? And the other piece is, uh, uh, again, we talked about learning. Never think that, you know, you're there, that you know it all, because the same way the things change, uh, consumers change, uh, the your environment change. And sometimes, you know, we get thrown out, change that we cannot control. And, and, and disability, like flexibility, being open-minded. Um, and uh, and that, that's, yeah, that's what I would say is the main, the, the main quality. But, but uh, there, there's, there's so much, you know, the beauty of today, uh, it will be different than the, the beauty of tomorrow. But it's what, what's really unique um, it's not an industry that's going to go away. You know, people will continue to have hair and they will always need to go to the salon uh, to have it done, have it colored. Uh, and, and I think that's what's great about it is no matter how much it changed, I think the people, uh, hairdressers and, and in, 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 uh, in, in manufacturers like us, in a way, we always be uh, bonded together because of that. And that's what's unique about it. Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate your time. Um, and I'm so excited to follow you and kind of see what, what you're up to and what, what happens next for you. No, but thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. We have a great, uh, great things coming up with, uh, with Kerastas, always a new innovation and, and Shuemura that I manage as well. So, you know, I encourage you uh, and I'll share my, my social, my channels, anybody's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, follow and then reach out to me. And if I, uh, it can help in any way. So I, I appreciate again, uh, Bobby, thank you very much for, for taking yeah. the time, uh, uh, your genuine uh, enthusiasm for, you know, <laughs> sharing uh, what you know and what you learn about the industry. I, I really appreciate that. I had a great time. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.